which was at the time, I think I was, I don't know if I was old enough to vote yet. I think we were. Yeah, because yeah. I think I did vote for him. I which, did too. <laughs> which, which in retrospect is probably really dumb on my part, but I didn't really know anything about 18 years either. old, Arnold's running for yeah. office. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're ready then, or what? I'm ready. All right, well. I'm, I'm doing this one. No just notes. no notes, nothing? Okay. All right, well, then uh, let's play it again. You must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. Good morning, Vietnam! You're going to need a bigger boat. Erica! 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 Hasta la vista, baby. Alright, so we're here and we're doing um, 1990s Total Recall, um, directed by Paul Verhoeven. It's about a construction worker on Earth who starts having dreams about living on Mars. And uh, when he visits a memory implanting company, he finds out he's not who he thinks he is. Um, it's a pretty badass movie. Uh, it's directed by Paul Verhoeven, who also did uh, Starship, Starship Troopers and RoboCop and Basic Instinct. Stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sharon Stone, um, Michael Ironside, who, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's awesome, but that can't be his real name. I wanted to do more research, but I ran out of more yeah. time. Yeah, um, and also uh, Rachel Ticketon plays Melina, oh, okay. who I always thought was horribly miscast, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> so let's start at the beginning. Where were you when you first saw this movie? Fuck. Maybe like like on Showtime or HBO, like yeah. on reruns so, maybe? So I was thinking about this when we decided to do it, and I, without a doubt in my mind, cannot pinpoint yeah. when, I, when I first saw this movie. The only thing I can think of is there was a slew of movies that, like, on Channel 5 in the afternoon mm. on weekdays and weekends and shit back in the day when there was most most everybody had network television and that's it. And not everybody had cable or satellite before that was a thing. And on the weekdays and weekends in the middle of the afternoon, uh, like Channel 5 and Channel whatever channel... They used to show like these same movies, and I remember they would have like almost these uh, like theater. You know, when when a movie's about to start in a theater, and they go through the whole like yeah. like fucking Regal has the roller coaster and like all that shit. Yeah. They had like an intro to movies like that when they would start, and I remember specific movies that I would see all the time. RoboCop was on there. The Burbs was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward Scissorhands. Uh, a few more, but I remember Total Recall was on there all the time. Mm. And I, I remember seeing it on there a bunch of times. So, But I know I rented it after that. I know I had seen it because in um, on TV, you didn't show everything, didn't, right. didn't, didn't say everything. So uh, I know that growing up, I've seen it over and over again on TV. Oh, Twins was another one that was always oh, nice. on. Uh, and pretty much anything with Arnold in it, I'd always watch... Uh, so yeah, that's that's as close as I could pinpoint to when I first saw the movie. Um, so you're, you're thinking it's like the same thing for you? Yeah, I think I think in passing probably, but you know the story already. But fans don't. Oh yeah. The when I can pinpoint when I really started to watch the movie and just like religiously, it literally became like a like a tradition. Me and my friends. Probably like 20, 21, we used to go to my friend's cabin, and they had a VHS player. And that's your age, 2021, 20, not this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah just to yeah, specify. Sorry, yeah. So we would go up there, you know, over the weekends, and we'd just get drunk, super high, and we'd just watch the, all the VHSs. But the one that we always made sure to watch every time we went was Total Recall. And, like, it... We would go there all the time, so we would watch that movie multiple times, and then sometimes three times in the in the in the same wow. day, like because <laughs> just you, on repeat, we're fucking baked out of our minds. Yeah, yeah. 
So we really dive. So it was into it literally a play it again, man. Situation. Mm-hmm. It ended, and then you played it again oh, right just, afterwards. Just rewind it. That's why play. this is. That's yeah. why this is the second movie we're doing. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I you know I picked the fifth element the last time because I wanted something that wasn't too cliche. Like I wasn't gonna pick a Tarantino movie or a Scorsese movie yeah. or like something that we don't watch all the time, like Citizen Kane or whatever. Um, and I picked that because I think it just. I know we had both seen it. We both love it. And it was really, um, I just wanted to come out of the gates, like making a statement on the movies that we like and the movies that we watch. And mind you, this isn't going to be a sci-fi pod- movie podcast. It's just, <laughs> know, just right? so happens. Yeah. So we did that one. And I was asking Jason, what movie should we do next? And his first, uh, <laughs> his first thought went to Total Recall. So that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this. Okay, so that's where we were when we first saw the movies. That's how they became part of our lexicon. For me, um, like I said, lexicon, that's not even the right word. For me, like I said, I, I used to watch it a lot when I was younger on TV. And I remember it seeing it over and over and over again. And it wasn't until high school. I was probably like 14, 15 when I started buying my own like DVDs and stuff. Yeah, I started buying my own DVDs and... I bought a two disc, a two disc collection of Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part Two. Nice. And in Hot Shots Part Two, there's this scene at the end where Charlie Sheen just starts killing everybody, yeah. and then it starts um, racking up oh, like yeah. a kill count, yeah. and then it goes through like Rambo <laughs> and like a couple other movies, and yeah. then it hits, uh, it shows Total Recall, yeah. and I always remember seeing Total Recall and it being an action movie, and obviously people get shot and stuff, but I was like, is it really that? violent and then i hadn't seen it since i was like way younger so then i went out and i bought a copy of total recall on dvd and i watched it and i was like holy shit dude yeah. people get fucking murdered in this movie <laughs> like dude like the best the best example is just the the guy on the escalator i was gonna say dude that. the guy <laughs> the guy on the escalator is the, equi- is the equivalent in this movie to <laughs> fucking the dude that get that buys it from the Ed Two Hundred Nine and the in RoboCop, oh, yeah. Yeah. just fucking so hilarious. Like the amount of times he gets fucking shot, Dude, there's no way he would have. Sw- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh. yeah, so that's when I started watching it again, like religiously, and then like because I had seen it, I knew people that had seen it, been in my spent the night at my friend's house and watched it. But as I got older and met new friends that were like really into movies the way I was, like that's when I was like, oh, you ha- if you haven't seen this movie, oh, you yeah. have to it's see it. It's, it's it's a must see, especially for people who grew up um, around the same age as us. So a little backstory on the movie: it's uh, it's based off a Philip K. Dick novel, which um, I was under the impression that it was based off of the guy who wrote Starship Troopers, and I think I made that connection because Paul Verhoeven mm-hmm. also directed that movie, which is great, and we'll definitely be doing that on this podcast in the future. But Philip K. Dick, if you don't know who that is, he's a science fiction writer. Um, he wrote some stories um, like uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which was actually turned into Blade Runner, Really Scott's 1982 Blade Runner film. And he also did a Scanner Darkly. And this story was written in 1966, which <clears throat> is fucking crazy. It's only it's actually only a short story. The other two, I believe, are novels. Mm. This story was called We Can Remember It For You wholesale. If You Buy It For Wholesale or something like yeah. that. Which I was like, that's a mouthful. And usually I am very about keeping the... Um, keeping the original title to stuff but that is a mouthful and i could see why they changed yeah, it that's, that's crazy so like i said the movie um came out in 1990 <clears throat> june 1st 1990 it had a budget of 50 to 60 million dollars and it made 261.3 million dollars so oh, it was shit. a pretty big success and it was a success for arnold's career i think Paul Van Paul Verhoeven. There's there's a lot of people that succeeded from this movie. Paul Verhoeven for sure. He yeah. had just done RoboCop, and that's one of the reasons why he directed this movie because Arnold Schwarzenegger was impressed with that movie, and he was already um, attached to star in it. Obviously, Sharon Stone. She had been in a lot of stuff in the early '80s, but this is where she really like shines. And then after this, her career takes off. Obviously, as well with um, she works with Paul Verhoeven again on Basic Instinct right mm-hmm. after this. 
Yeah, it, it, it comes out and it's a box office success. I actually didn't look too far into how the critics feel because I honestly don't give a shit because yeah. this movie's fucking awesome. For real. Yeah, it, it, it's a <clears throat> fucking crazy-ass movie. It takes place um, in the year 2084 oh, okay. where we have already colonized uh, other other planets and stuff. So it fits into the to the to the universe of Blade Runner or Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. I read that book. I haven't read Total Recall or the other short story. But in those stories we've also colonized other planets and like asteroids and there's androids and okay. shit all over the place. So it kind of fits it kind of fits into that <clears throat> that narrative a bit. Um, the original script apparently was written by the guys who wrote Alien. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But apparently they didn't really have much of an idea of what they wanted to do with the story. So the story was very bland, apparently. Mm. And it changed hands a lot through throughout the 80s, moved around from studio to studio. Apparently at one point, Richard Dreyfuss was supposed to star in it, which <laughs> if you don't know who Richard Dreyfuss is, just think about Arnold Schwarzenegger and think about the exact opposite. <laughs> Instead of a giant... Austrian man, he's a tiny little Jewish fellow. He's been in films like fucking Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, What About Bob? Just he's a great actor, but in no shape or form is he Arnold Schwarzenegger or an action star whatsoever. Apparently, there was a big push. I I, I remember listening to another podcast. I think um, it was on the Rewatchables. Uh, there was a big push. Maybe his agents, or maybe he was trying to break away, yeah. like in the eighties, to try to get him to be an action star oh, which no. i think is fucking crazy also attached to it patrick swayze um I, I don't know if he was attached so much as they were considering him the producers at the time the producer that got his hands on it was uh dino delentis and he had uh the rights to it for a while and apparently david cronenberg who did uh scanners mm -hmm. uh who which also started uh michael ironside there's a famous scene where he fucking starts using his powers and makes that dude's brain explode. Uh, David Cronenberg was attached to direct this, and, you know, he adapted the script. Apparently, it had already gone through 12 drafts, which is a lot for a script. 12 different drafts, and he adapted the script because he realized that the story needed to change. And apparently, he came up with the idea for Mutants on Mars, and he actually came up with the character Quato as well. Mm. And the screenplay, apparently, it wasn't spelled K-U-A-T-O. It was mm. Q-U, which... Um, I found interesting, like, why the fuck would they change it? But, uh, yeah, he was working with the the producer, the Delentis, and I think I'm pronouncing that right, by the way. Um, and they kind of had different opinions, and Delentis came to him, and he's like, uh, he read his script, and he's like, what are you doing? Like, th this, this is like the Philip K. Dick version of this story. And he's like, isn't that what we're doing? And... Delentis apparently said, no, we're making Raiders of the Lost Ark on Mars. Mm. So Cronenberg was like, okay, that's not the movie I thought we were making, and drops out. So right around Raw Deal time, Arnold Schwarzenegger's picture, Raw Deal, he finds out about the script, and you know, he, as time goes on, he's doing Predator, and he talks to producers on Predator about it. He gets a lot of sway in Kuroko, the company that produced a lot of his films in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. Um he really, really wants to do this movie, so he convinces them to buy the rights for it. And I think Delentis, who had it for such a long time, gives it up because Dune, directed by um, David Lynch, it came out in the theaters and it flopped hard. Uh, so he was eager to let it go, really. He was kind of just over it. So they pick it up and... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger wants Paul Verhoeven to direct it because mm -hmm. he saw RoboCop and he was super impressed with it. So they get Paul Verhoeven to direct the film, and it turns out to be one of the best uh, one of the best uh, sci-fi movies of the 1990s. Yeah. Best Arnold movie too, by the way. In yeah, my, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I know we've had that conversation <laughs> before, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it's a it's a fucking great movie. So Arnold negotiates a lot of stuff like he does in his career at this time he gets a 10 to 11 million dollar salary plus 15 percent of Holy the shit. profits so that's 
quite a quite a big uh, quite a big score for Arnie. Just like his biceps. Oh yeah, and apparently, and, <laughs> and apparently, by the time Paul Verhoeven comes on as a uh, director, the script had gone through from twelve drafts to forty-two drafts. No. Way. So there's been there was a lot. Jerry, uh, not Jerry Goldsmith, um, Gary Goldsmith, actually came in and did the final touches on it. And they start filming in 1989. Uh, they have their cast set out for them, and they have the idea of where they want to go. Arnold obviously plays a big role in a lot of stuff that gets done and how stuff gets done, and pretty much we get into the movie from there. So uh, let's uh, let's go into what are our favorite parts of the movie. What do you what what are your play it over and over again scenes, Jason? <clears throat> I, I I love the uh, first of all I I love the opening scene of just I don't know it, it's just so many little things just the uh, them on Mars like the when, dream, the no, dream? When, when they're when they're in bed and he wakes up oh okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. she's like yeah. you dream about her every night Doug <laughs> but I'm always back in the morning <laughs> and like just like the whole and then the the morning routine you know he's, yeah, he's yeah. watching the news. It's 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 a like, you know what it's just um, so many parts that like that that part of the movie <clears throat> is a great a great setup for because you you going in it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger sci-fi movie you know mm-hmm. there's going to be explosions and you know there's going to be killing and all this stuff mm-hmm. I should say all these things like Arnold says all the time but uh, <laughs> and all these things but uh, <laughs> you know he's supposed to have had his memory erased and he's right. supposed to believe he's this person yeah. But at the same time, it is a sci-fi movie. There is crazy technology. There's stuff going on off-world and everything like that. And that scene to me, first of all, it starts off in Mars. And you have the whole eye sucking out of the thing. And then he wakes up. Yeah. And he's in this room, which could be a normal room in a normal time with Sharon Stone, who's a fucking absolute knockout oh God, in this movie. Yeah. You know, he wakes up and then lights go on. And then the big-ass TV that doesn't mm-hmm. exist in real world and all the little technology. It's a, it's a And he's just a normal guy and he's yeah. going off to his normal job. It's a great way to establish the fact that we are in a sci-fi movie, but this guy doesn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's a normal person even though he's a fucking Special beast. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's a great way to set it up. And I think the dialogue and just the rapport that him and him and uh, Sharon Stone have in it is really good. You can kind of, I mean, it's kind of biased to say now because we've seen it so many times and we know that Sharon Stone is probing him a little bit too much, Mm -hmm. that she might not be on his side about stuff. Right. But I honestly can't remember how I felt about it the first time, but I don't know if audiences in the theaters got that feeling when they first saw it. I don't know. Yeah, like looking back, because she seems to really like love him yeah, at the beginning. When he leaves, right? When he goes, "Oh, I feel like I was always meant for something more than this." Yeah. And, you know, you're the man I love, blah blah blah. And then he leaves, and then she says, "Have a good day." And then they they You're right, you're right, okay. The camera looks at her face and she gives that look. Yeah, like, a little too long. He's 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 acting weird too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, but could it yeah. be, "Oh, he's <clears throat> acting weird. I don't know what's going on," or yeah. "He's acting weird. I'm behind this," you know? Yeah. So then, uh, uh, honestly, I kind of, I'd really love to talk because that's I, not my only. No, no, I know, scene. I know it's not the only one, but even even though this isn't one of my favorite scenes, just the next scene, just him Jack fucking Hammering. Jack jackhammering, a fucking yes. giant ass like dude, like jackhammering, and he's got his his buddy who's Harry? A, who yeah Harry who is a discount. I, and I didn't grab his name. I really wish I would have. Um, Quaid. Uh, he's got his buddy who's a discount Danny DeVito. Oh, for sure. Which is funny because um, this is a little tidbit, and probably not a lot of people know this. Danny DeVito did the voice of Phil Atides in the Disney Hercules movie that came out mm-hmm. in the early nine or in the late nineties, mid nineties. And following that, they did a Hercules TV show when he's young. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a cartoon. It came out on Disney, and he's like a teenager, and he, it's like. Because, you know, there's a montage of Hercules when he's a teenager, mm-hmm. he meets Phil, and then he all of a sudden goes through training, and he's Hercules. Yeah. So there's a TV show about him in high school and all this shit, and Phil Atidis, the character, is a huge part of that show. Mm-hmm. And they actually got a lot of people to reprise the roles. The guy that plays Hercules plays Hercules. Fuck, James Woods plays fucking... Uh, 
uh, Hades and yeah. Rip Torn's his dad and everything. <clears throat> and the guy who plays Philatides sounds like Danny DeVito, but it's you could tell it's not it's Danny DeVito, guy. and it's fucking the guy. It's discount fucking oh, Danny DeVito from Total Recall. Yeah. I just thought it was fucking crazy because uh, yeah, it's nuts. But um, yeah, just that next scene, yeah. him at a fucking construction. Like, dude, you know that guy doesn't doesn't. Uh, construction oh, no. that's that's uh i think that was a trend too that uh in the 80s you had all these these giant like bodybuilder types <laughs> fucking stallone him mm-hmm. uh dolph lundgren dolph lundgren it it was it was it was a thing for like movies to establish oh why maybe why are they so jack like that maybe mm-hmm. they're fucking construction workers yeah. like they do that in uh uh, they live like Roddy Rowdy Piper's fucking jack to hell, and mm-hmm. he's like working construction too. But yeah, just that scene next is just fucking great. Uh, any anything else? Uh, anything? I mean, of course the the fight scene once he's left recall, and then he he sees Harry in the stairway. Oh, okay. And he's like, "Hey, Quaid." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has how, to, and he has to, to kill Moss. him. Yeah. He's like, "Come on, I'll buy you a drink." He's like, "No, I'm already late." And then they attack him. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So I, I had the whole first trip to recall. The whole first trip to recall, I yeah. think, is like the freak out. Like, yeah, be, he because get, he because buys the, the trip. All because that. and I and I honestly like this is another thing. I, I we can't remember when we first saw this movie. We were so young when it came out, mm-hmm. so I don't know if I was thinking on this level at the time. But the whole watching it over and over again, it begs the question right away. Obviously, later you get your opinions because of the sweat on the head and everything like that. <clears throat> but you watch that first scene where he goes and he describes exactly what he wants the life that he wants to live as a spy like all this shit Mm -hmm. and then he immediately snaps into this scenario in his head that they're coming after him and all this shit so it begs the question like right away like oh shit is he are we in recall right now are we still in recall are we going to be in recall for the rest of the movie and then have this revealed to us at the end but they they kind of debug it later on But yeah, that whole first trip to recall that fight afterwards, and he has to fucking kill Harry. Uh, what else do you have? I love um, the the ending scene, or one of the ending, uh, close to the end of the movie when he fights. Uh, Call Hagen? No, the the captain. Michael Ironside. Oh, Benny. Benny, yeah. Screw you. <laughs> Another one of the great puns by oh, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. Also, okay, so where the fuck are you? I just I just want to put this out there. This this podcast is called Played Again, man. It's about movies that we have we've seen so many times. Yeah. But there are going to be episodes where I'm going to make Jason watch a movie that he might have never seen. Yeah. Um, that I've seen over and over again, and then there's going to be vice versa episodes. Just speaking on the puns of Arnold Schwarzenegger, at some point we're going to do Batman and Robin. Oh, please. Because <laughs> that has the most Arnold puns oh in a two-hour and like 15-minute span of all time. So everybody just get ready for that oh, one. Oh, man. We'll watch it so you don't have to. <laughs> Did you have any other ones? Um, I mean... Because I have, I have a few here. Um, I'd say... Uh, I mean... The Quado reveal is still like, the Quado, dude. The Quado yeah, reveal is pretty. It makes me yeah. kind of like the way you were talking about Pablo Laguna. It's still gross. Like, dude, attitude. it's it's yeah. fucking really gross. And the way they pull that <laughs> off, like head goes back yeah. and then that shit just opens up and yeah. So I have the fight with Lori. Okay. Uh, when you find out when he comes back and you find out Lori's a fucking trying to kill him and everything because it's just a great. She's like really going for it. Like you can tell Sharon Stone really fucking went for it. She did, and she and she probably felt really comfortable really going for it because Arnold's fucking huge. huge. So you can't go like half handed and like not make it believable. Real quick, um, Arnold gets kicked in the balls a lot in this movie. Really? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) multiple times. I know he gets kicked in the balls once or twice. Yeah, (laughs) he gets kicked in the balls. Because how are you going to take that fucking behemoth down, man? Yeah. Gotta, he gets gotta... stomped when he's on the floor uh, on bad. Mars. And then I think uh, Melina also hits him in the yeah, balls, yeah. too. I'm like, Jesus Christ. His nuts are fucking dead. He's not going to dude. So, yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> that fight with Lori, which is fucking great. Yeah. Um, Why are you doing this, Lori? 
Yeah, why do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, so yeah, that that fight is is really good, and just gosh, Sharon Stone is so yeah. hot in this movie. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's like prime time Sharon Stone right before Basic. I actually think she looks better in this movie than she does in Basic Instinct, oh, the movie where hot. she's supposed to be yeah. sexy to fucking take people over or to get the advantage of people. So I have that. Um, I have the um, the tracker extraction scene. Oh, yeah, wrapping yeah. the towel around course, his head yeah. and then pulling the fucking that whole thing out of his yeah. nose which fucking just he finds out he's not himself yeah and then he gets the message from himself uh has to shove that fucking metal thing up his nose and pull that giant ass tracker which uh would never come out like that no definitely yeah. not <laughs> which it would never sit in your fucking cranium that thing's huge <laughs> but uh it's just a really cool scene yeah the prosthetics in it oh, they're so good they're really really good obviously they're a little bit dated for today but they're fucking <clears throat> yeah. they're really dope i have that scene i have the arrival on mars uh when he's fucking oh yeah yeah when he's uh two weeks, two weeks yeah. and his fucking head comes apart and then they start chasing him that's great um, <laughs> yeah meeting benny i like i maybe that's not one of my favorite scenes but just the like there's a uh, there's like a character type or a trope of like the Benny character. Oh yeah. That's I mean it happens in a lot of a lot of movies throughout time, but it's just like that kind of annoying guy who's trying to follow around the main character. And sometimes it could be an ally, and sometimes it could be a like fucking phone disguise. First um, one I just thought of right now was uh, Judge Dredd, fucking Rob. Schneider. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah so. Uh, just that he's trying to get his attention the whole time. You could tell he, he might have ulterior motives or whatever. But yeah, the whole arrival on Mars. And then I had the Dr. Edgemar scene. Oh, yeah. That scene is just, to me, so iconic. They've copied it in so many, like, uh, mm -hmm. like so many TV shows. Mm -hmm. I can't think of any right now, but I know I've seen it play out. I think they do it on Family Guy and, like, a few other, a few other things. That scene, to me, is fucking awesome just because they're playing... With the idea, not only are they playing with Quaid, but they're playing with the audience too. Yeah, like, for sure. If you haven't seen the you're, movie you're before, the whole time you're you're wondering whether or not he's still in recall, mm -hmm. and all because everything that's happened is exactly. I mean, they put Melina on the computer yeah, for him uh, when yeah. when they when she show when he goes there the first time, and then that's who he meets that in really space weird, yeah. and everything. But the biggest thing is how the doctor says. We haven't implanted it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big but, one. But no, but life. see, that's a, that's the same thing that I was saying. So, Because <clears throat> there's still a debate on whether it's all a dream or whatever. Because if you want those memories to be real, mm -hmm. your subconscious and whatever program are going to do anything to reinforce, like, this stuff is real. So by, like, recall putting that safeguard in where it's like, oh, wait. Maybe I maybe I am in recall. You have the characters in the program making making points to reinforce the idea that oh we didn't implant him and oh blah, blah like all that shit. You you have barriers um, to keep you in the mindset that this is all really happening. So to me, I I do think that that's what really happened. But there's still a debate on whether or not he was actually in recall the whole time or whatever. So you think it really did, it did take place? I, I, I think it really did take place. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I do. Uh, but there's, uh, there's arguments, there's cases for it against it. I, I think one I was thinking on the way here and I have one other thing to, to add before I forget. Uh, uh, cause Richter keeps saying we should have killed Quaid on Mars. Yeah. You know? So yeah. like to him, like there, he has a memory of before yeah yeah, yeah. so and he's it's, also it's not and and he's also not around quaid when that's happening no, so it's yeah. like yeah and one other thing too real quick um it made me think of when we were talking about when's the first time you saw this movie mm -hmm. uh i didn't not technically see it but i heard a quote from total recall that i didn't know was total recall mm -hmm. so this band remember that band mudvayne yeah so their album ld50 i was listening religiously in like eighth grade and um, you would, you would, yeah, yeah. I, hey, the album still rules. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they have so that whole album is like based around like like psychedelics. Like I didn't know at the time, but yeah. Looking back, 
Um, like they talk about mushrooms, acid, all kinds of shit. And the, the album is like promoting like opening your mind, freeing your mind type shit. Right. And in one of the, the little, um, um, you know, movie clips or uh, things they have, um, it's this guy, you just start hearing, open your mind. Oh, okay. And I was like, that shit's creepy. What the <laughs> fuck is that? And then there's like, like white noise in the back and it yeah. sounds really trippy. And then you just open your mind. And then when I saw Total Recall for the first time, I like, go, oh shit. Oh fuck. Yeah. That's, that's from the fucking album. Yeah. And that, to me, that's why I was just like, it's a, it's a, I feel like that that's happened to me yeah. with, with, uh, <clears throat> with movies it, you know, you know what the thing that happens with me the most is is growing up. You know, I'm a fucking huge Simpsons fan, like yeah. the biggest Simpsons fan. Growing up watching The Simpsons, the show was always really, really funny. Yeah. But they would have these jokes that I would find funny because they are, but they didn't mean much more to me than just oh mm-hmm. haha. And as I got older and started watching movies and old TV shows and everything, it was just like an onslaught of like references from other movies yeah. that I was like, "Oh shit, that's where that's from." And it just, like to this day, I've seen so many, so many uh, movies and all those seasons like one through nine over and over and over again. And there's still sometimes where I'm just like, "Oh shit, that's from mm-hmm. this." I saw that on The Simpsons. But yeah, it's always nice when you like make a connection between two mm-hmm. art forms that it's you, like, know, uh, you didn't expect. When you hear the original song, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you heard in the sample, or or like the samples that they like. I mean, Wu Tang Clan, like all the Thirty Six Chambers yeah. stuff and everything like that. It's um, it's always cool when that happens. All right, well, let's talk about the cast a little bit. Okay. Uh, so obviously we know Arnold Schwarzenegger is the star of this movie, and this has got to be one of the all-time great runs of any actor <clears throat> ever. He becomes. From the periods of like I think 1984 is when Terminator 2 com- or Terminator comes out. Mm-hmm. From the period of 1984 to about 1980, no 1996, Arnold Schwarzenegger becomes the biggest star, not action star, the biggest star yeah. in the world mm-hmm. for about 10 years. And yeah, he has some films that don't do as well as others, but it's just junior. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just a fucking insurmountable, like, run that he has. Uh, So he does Terminator, which fucking launches him into, like, stardom. He's great in that movie. And then he does stuff like Raw Deal, and then more successful stuff like Predator, which we'll definitely be doing in the future. And then he does this movie, which is just fucking fantastic. And... It's insane. I think I think around Predator, you get this different version of Arnold Schwarzenegger where he's really coming into his own. Arnold Schwarzenegger is never going to be really like an Oscar-winning actor, yeah. but he understands who he is, yeah. what he's doing, why people want to <clears> see <throat> him, and it's yeah, it's definitely I because I, I feel like even in Commando, which is before Predator, mm-hmm. he's still this kind of clunky like foreigner austrian guy who doesn't really get what he's doing and then right around predator he comes into his own and then this movie's right in the middle of it right before he like gets obviously in terminator 2 he's just playing a robot so it's a little easier to to manage but in this movie he really he's going for what he what he wants and uh it's just he's fantastic in this movie um you believe you believe him in every sense he seems like a good guy at the beginning, and then he becomes more cold-hearted, even though he doesn't know exactly what's going on. And then, yeah, after this, he does Twins, which is fucking amazing. He does Terminator 2, which, I, <coughs> me personally, I think is his, his best movie ever. Yeah. And then you have stuff like Last Action Hero, which yeah. I fucking love Last love Action Hero. It, it was poorly received when it came out. He's but making fun of himself. Yeah, had that movie been made 10 years later, I think it would have been a fucking huge success. Yeah. Huge success. Maybe not even that long. But uh, he does that, and then he does fucking True Lies, which I think is another Amazing. one of his great, great movies. And then he starts to fall off a bit. Yeah. He starts... Uh, I just saw this article the other day, and I remember not really wanting to go... Well, I wanted to see the movie, but it wasn't because Arnold was in it. 
But I saw this article the other day about how Eraser started was the lat like started the fall of like the eighties action movie. Yeah. Even though sure. we're well out of the eighties, I think it comes out in like ninety six or something. And I remember that was a movie that when I saw it, I wasn't immediately like, oh, that was the best movie I've ever seen. I want to see it again and blah, blah. And he does that. And then he does Batman and Robin, which is a pretty, uh, pretty big financial success. But obviously the movie's terrible. When I was a kid, I was like eight. And I, I thought it. it was the fucking coolest yeah. thing in the world. But it's not great, <laughs> to no. say the least. And then... I think he does like end of days. He starts. I like that movie. He, he starts slowing. No, I like end of days, yeah. but he starts slowing down. <clears throat> He's not putting out movie after movie every year. And then there's a. I can't remember what the fuck this movie's called. I remember this was the first Arnold movie that I didn't Collateral go see. Is it collateral? It's Collateral Damage. damage. Yeah, yeah sure. Collateral Damage. Yeah. Uh, that was the first Arnold movie that I didn't go see. I hardly in, remember in theaters. That. I remember my my friend went to go see it, and then I was like, "How was it?" And he was like, "Oh, it was all right." Yeah. And I was like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah." He doesn't even really like use a gun in that movie. I think he uses a gun once, and I was like, "What?" Lame. I was like, "Dude, I'm not gonna go see that movie." And I still haven't seen it to this day. I saw it once, and that was it. So yeah, then he go he he does he does some movies here and there, and then obviously he goes into his gubernatorial gubernatorial run. So. He's governor for a few years, um, and then his governorship ends, and uh, that's kind of like a weird black mark on his on his uh, record. And then he does this little comeback of movies. I think he's in one scene in The Expendables, yeah. uh, and then his first, I think his first, uh, his first like <clears throat> fooling starring role is a movie called The Last Stand, where he's like a sheriff and like. Mid, oh yeah, mid, the Midwest. I, saw that one. I watched it. wasn't great. Obviously, they're not going to be great after that. And now he's doing his own thing. Uh, I, I love Arnie. I've, I'm always going to love him. He's you, fucking. You awesome. forgot uh, sabotage. The hell is sabotage? He's like. Uh, <clears throat> I think he's like ATF, an ATF agent. Is this after the governor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, he's like uh, he leads like a whole group of ATF guys or SWAT something like that. I've never seen it. There's there's a few movies that he does afterwards yeah. that I that one's okay. There's one that actually got like some good praise. I think it's called like Abby or something. Oh, like, I haven't seen that. His one. his daughter is, a zombie, is right? like a zombie. Yeah, I want to see. And he's it. like trying to protect her or whatever. I heard it actually isn't bad. So yeah, that's Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. Everybody knows Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's fucking awesome. Um, and his career. It's uh, it's just crazy. He had a fucking amazing life. Yeah, he's an awesome dude. Next, uh, I guess we. I'd rather talk about Sharon Stone. Okay. Um, Sharon Stone at this point, she's been in a bunch of stuff in the eighties. She's done some television. She's been in a bunch of movies, but she really hasn't exploded onto the scene the way that she does after this movie. Obviously, she's fucking drop dead gorgeous, yeah. um, and in this movie, she plays a great, great femme fatale type type character. She's married to Quaid in the movie, and uh, she turns out to be working for Del Hagen. Um, she's like Michael Ironside's chick, which I, Michael Ironside's super cool, but he's not scoring Sharon Stone. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> and then after she's this, he's got an implant, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a lot better than he actually is in the implant. <laughs> uh, and then she, after this, she works with Paul Verhoeven again, yeah. and she does Basic Instinct, and that kind of solidifies her as a fucking A-lister star. Obviously, for various reasons, that movie's pretty controversial, but she does that movie, and she be, launches her into A-listership. And right after that, she catches the eye of Martin Scorsese, and she's in Casino, and she's fucking great in that movie. Fucking Absolutely bitch. fucking amazing. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's when you know you you find a good actor when you like them in one thing, yeah. and then you absolutely yeah. hate them in another thing, or vice versa. <laughs> and she's fucking fantastic in that movie. And then she has uh, not so much of a a lister career after that. She does the movie Sphere. With Dustin Hoffman, um, she does a, a few other movies in the late '90s, and her career kind of kind of just fades out a little bit. And then she 
does alpha dog. Yeah, she has like small supporting roles. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's it's a hard industry for women after they're like thirty five, mm-hmm. so they're not getting leading roles in movies anymore. It happens to the best of them. Um, yeah, and then she does probably the worst comic book movie of all time. Which one? Uh, Catwoman with oh, Cat, with Halle Berry. Didn't even dare to watch it. It I I've never seen it, um, <clears throat> but I've seen video essays on i've seen like the honest trailers and like Uh, there's this guy that i watch called that does these things called pitch meetings um and it just seems like the worst movie ever yeah it looks like it and yeah her her career kind of fizzles out i think obviously she's and then she's had some like public relations issues too she's said some questionable things and i think she had some problems with uh substance abuse and stuff so um yeah so that's her that's her career. Rachel Tickleton, who plays Melina, um, Melina. I never liked her in this movie. I can't wait to hear this. I never liked her in this movie. I just thought she's not a bad actress <clears throat> yeah. at all. I think it's the the uh, just the polar opposite effect of Sharon Stone in the movie, uh, like Melina. I could believe she's with Iron, uh, with fucking Michael Ironside. I could believe that wholeheartedly. Mm. She's not. She looks kind of trashy the way they talk about her in the movie, and that's it. Like Sharon Stone does great. I think she could have been a great Melina too. Um, I I don't know. I just never really cared for her much. She's uh, she's also in movies. Um, she's in Con Air. She's one of the police officers yeah. on the plane. Oh, she's yeah. in fall. She's in Falling Down. Apparently, she's married to David Caruso. Um, from Kiss of Death and that fucking cop show, I think CIS or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was on NYPD Blue, and he famously left, and that was probably like the worst decision he could have ever made. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I just never liked her in the role. I don't know if you feel I, the same I way. I never. I'm. I've always liked her. And really, me, she's Melina, and like I don't no, know, she's Melina. I, she's Melina for sure. I just. I've never really thought of that, honestly. Really? To me, I've always been like, okay, yeah, move on. Like, she's, Yeah, no, she's for fine. me, there was something about her that I just <clears throat> didn't, I didn't care for. And then, yeah, we have Richter, which is played by fucking Amazing. Michael Ironside, who Michael Ironside has just been in so many fucking movies. Yeah. Um, I think one of the first famous movies he's in is Scanners, where he's a dude that fucking explodes that guy's head. He's in this movie, which is he's fucking fantastic. He's in Starship Troopers, mm-hmm. uh, which is also directed by Paul Verhoeven. So he's worked with him a couple times. He's in a couple episodes of some TV shows. He's in an episode of Community that I love, and he's just got this great, like general, oh, yeah. like uh, fucking uh, superior like quality to him. He's he a could, fucking he, badass. He could be he could be like the general of your army or he could be like the villain in your movie. He's just fucking fantastic. Like I could see him with the patch. I could see him with yeah. like he's got no arm in fucking Starship oh, Troopers. Sure. And just he's he's uh just got the great voice. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's done a lot of voiceover work. Oh yeah. I didn't look into that but I'm pretty sure I, I like I said I wouldn't be surprised if he had and he's just great in this movie. He's he's got such a menacing presence. He's got a great face for like just just uh, just a bad guy. Yeah, it's fucking it's fucking awesome. Uh, Real quick, yeah. That, that I love that you said that he's got a great face because <clears throat> again, I'm gonna reference the cabin. I'll call it because that's where we noticed everything about yeah. that movie. Yeah. You know? Watching it super high and pinpointing little things, pausing it, looking at things. We used to always say that when he comes on the screen, like right when um, Quaid has Total Recall, yeah, you know, and they come to check on Sharon Stone. Um, he goes, uh, "Go ahead." Uh, when he tells her to leave, and he comes on the screen, she's talking to him. Yeah, the way that the light is shining on his eyes and his face, we used to always say he looks like a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> or like a T-Rex or like a raptor. I could, yeah, there's you know? very, there's very something animalistic yeah. about, about his Yeah, face. his eyes especially like the way the light hits him we're always like, "Bro, that's a fucking raptor, man." He's he's got <laughs> raptor eyes. Total fucking yeah. pothead. Yeah, oh yeah, pothead like, oh, dude, for sure. And then we just press play and then just keep watching. We're like, "Dude." Oh, man. Uh, 
Yeah, so Michael Ironside's great in this movie. Um, then we got the uh, Cole Hagen, played by Ronnie Cox, who's also one of the um, main antagonists in RoboCop. Yeah. Uh, and I know you know him from Beverly Hills Cop, which is one of your favorite movies. Two. Um, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Well, he's in both of them. I know, but uh, that was my favorite and the only one I really watched uh, for some reason. <laughs> it's funny when that happens. Uh, he's great in this movie. He plays a really good evil white yeah. white guy. Oh, yeah. Evil guy um, in general. He just kind of seems like a dick. Like, he could have been your... I, I definitely could have seen him in, like, the Richard Vernon role in The Breakfast Club. Like, he could have been, oh, the, yeah. been the principal easy, easily. Um... <clears throat> he's great in this movie uh obviously his his shtick is to you know have control over mars um and uh not giving the people air give this people air yeah. Hagen, give these people air i don't give you enough information to think oh yeah dude. he's great <laughs> i love that line yeah He's awesome in it. <laughs> Helm, played by Michael Champion. You know, I thought I had seen this guy. I, I think I used to confuse him with uh, with uh, fucking Marshall, Marshall Bell, who plays Quado. I think I just got them confused because I feel like I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff, but oh. apparently I haven't. Who's He's this been, other one you said? Helm, the, like, uh, Richter's, like, the guy with the glasses. Oh, okay, okay. That guy. Um <clears throat> He, uh, yeah, he's in a few other things. I think he's, like, in Stand By Me, but I don't remember him in that. Um, and he's done some TV. Dr. Edgemeyer, um, who the only thing I could ever, and I didn't even know it was him until I, until I looked this up. He's in a scene in Scrooged with Bill Murray. It's, like, a Christmas tale, or a Christmas carol, but with Bill Murray as a star yeah. in the 80s. And then, you know, he doesn't have a big role in it, but, uh... Dean Norris, who plays Tony, who to me oh, yeah. for years was uh, that guy, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows him as fucking Hank from Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad now. Um, good actor, good, good. Uh, he's another guy who could be like a, he, and he does play like an officer in Starship Troopers. Um, oh yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, he's in that movie. He's he's been in a lot of shit. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much the cast for you. Cole Hagen, um, I saw him. What's, what was his, what's his real name? Cox. Uh, Ronnie Ronnie Cox. Ronnie Cox. I know. I it's like I said, I know him from Beverly Hills Cop too. Yeah. And I saw him first in that. Oh, okay. So to me, he was like so good that's, guy. That's, He's yeah, like yeah. all right, good guy. And then I saw Total Recall. I'm like, no, <laughs> he's the worst dude ever. I have wait wait till we wait till we have uh, our our Terminator two. Um, I have a I have a whole thing about that. Okay. Um. So yeah, uh, that's pretty much the cast. So, Michael Ironside to you, like who who is he to you? Oh, he's Richter. He's Richter. Yeah, for sure. For, for me, he's fucking uh, uh, fuck Professor. Can't remember his fucking name. Yeah, and Starship Star Troopers though. Yeah. Rico, you know what to, to do, do. <laughs> dude. Yeah, do it, Rico. Uh, yeah. So. That's him to me. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is always going to be T eight hundred to me for sure. Uh, yeah, for me with Arnold, it's either yeah, T eight hundred or the or um, Quaid. Quaid. Yeah, those are pretty pretty yeah. pretty close connected with each other. What are like tidbits, little things that you love about this movie? Anything anything that we <coughs> left out so far? Um, we never we still haven't talked about the three boob woman. Oh fuck. And all the mutants and everything. Earth slime. <laughs> Look who's talking. <laughs> um, dude, just like, again, from watching this movie with my friends, super high all the time, we we started to take uh, quotes and things from the movie and, and use it in our in our everyday lives. So, yeah, yeah. So um, after enough times of watching it and being high, we used to, like when we would smoke or when we were getting ready to smoke, We'd be like, "Hey, you want to go to Mars?" <laughs> we, we, we would start saying that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, dude. That's and good. then uh, that was our code, you know. Yeah. And then like, if we were like, but we would say it in Arnold's accent. Yeah. yeah. Like, you want to tra- take a trip to Mars? Yeah. And we would say it like that. <laughs> and then, or we call each other, "Hey, what are you doing?" Oh no, I'm just chilling. Like, hey, 
Want to take a trip to Mars? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> and then we like so head, show up head right them. over, you know. Uh. Um, or you know, again, hey, how you know how was last weekend or how was yesterday, whatever? Uh-huh. We'd say, how was your trip to Mars? And we would just <laughs> we would just know like what the fuck we were talking about. And then um, and then we would just randomly yell out shit from the movie, yeah, you know, to each other and yeah. just make each other laugh. We would just be like, Richter. And they just like start cracking. the party. They just start yeah. cracking up, you know. Just so many things, man. Um, just honestly, me, my friends and I back then, we we honestly lost our mind for about a year. Yeah. On just Arnold, and just obsessed with everything Arnold and <clears throat> talking in the accent. Yeah. And just doing the grunts for no reason. <laughs> just like, oh man, you know my friend Chris. Yeah. Yeah, he was a part of that group. So like uh-huh. we for that year, dude, we just like just went all just on literally lost our mind just a little bit yeah. in, in Arnold universe, especially Total Recall universe. It was, it was just crazy. Yeah, um, I still love the uh, the whole without air outside, oh, yeah. the eyes getting sucked out. Yeah, just that. To me, when I was a little kid, I was like, holy shit, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Eyeballs popping out of your skull and everything. And I remember I, I had, um, even though, which is which is funny because it's, that's not what would happen to you on Mars. But I remember asking my uncle, like, why is that happening? He's like, oh, because in space it's a vacuum. But, I, I mean, Mars doesn't have an atmosphere like ours. So they were saying, like, oh, it's kind of like being out in space. Like, it just sucks everything out of you. So Would you just, cave, would you implode? I, uh, no. In, in, on Mars, you, you're, you would freeze. Oh, okay. Yeah, you would freeze. But, um, yeah, I remember just being like, holy shit, what the hell? And he's like, yeah, if you go in space, you fall. Everything just gets sucked out of you. <laughs> like, your intestines will come out backwards and all this shit. I was like, oh, what the fuck? But uh, yeah, that was always just fucking super awesome. Just the just the prosthetics and all the animatronics in this movie are fucking amazing. Um, I like Arnold's interactions with people he doesn't know in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like when he fucking <clears throat> meets the little girl. She's like, oh, I bet I can guess blah, blah, blah. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, how'd you know? Yeah. Dude, just, just, just him as... Every time Arnold isn't um, <coughs> like a like a hardcore badass like and i think the movie that it happens in the because in this movie he's like that but he has to turn into a badass pretty quick but there's one movie where he's not like that the whole time which i think is the funniest thing and we'll definitely do this movie um is in jingle all the way oh my god because he's supposed to just be like an (laughs) all-american dad which he so clearly is is not not, but it just and he just goes for it it's it's fucking great so his interactions with everybody are just oh hey yeah yeah. just my number one customer (laughs) yeah dude oh man (laughs) just so good dude what about the scene when his friend like he gets the message he's like you told me to find you if you you know you Mm -hmm. went missing Mm -hmm. the suitcase the lady who who grabs it he goes oh yeah excuse me ma'am like (laughs) this is mine he goes i don't see your name on it dude most evil old lady ever excuse me ma'am but i need it yeah (laughs) fuck you you asshole (laughs) dude and he bows to her i feel i feel like there's a lot a lot of uh and like sci-fi dystopian or like whatever type movies there's always like kind of a trope with like people are just assholes. like dicks yeah. and sometimes i i don't know if it's I just this that. movie but i feel like it it happens with old ladies in it mm. too or old ladies are hiding a gun under their big jacket or right. something fucking weird they're not victims anymore yeah, like yeah. they're not they're the not one. they're not taking it anymore yeah <laughs> uh so we have to talk about something and i feel like because we we're, we're doing this for for every episode, um, and I pretty much know what the answer is already. But we have to beg the question: Should this movie get remade, have a sequel or a prequel? Um, obviously, we know that it got remade, oh, and I never seen that movie. I didn't want to see it, uh, especially at the time. It was a time when uh, Colin Farrell just didn't make anything good. And it and he's a really hit or miss a lot of the time too, uh, 
the only movies that I really, really enjoy him in are movies directed by um, Michael McDonough or something McDonough. The guy he he did in Bruges and yeah. Three Billboards out of Ebbing, Missouri. But everything else, Colin Farrell's not particularly good. So right away when I saw the trailer for this, first of all, it was at a time when I really hated remakes and everything. Um, I don't hate them so much now if they're not done horribly, but it came out and I was like, dude, they're remaking Total Recall? Dude, like, what the yeah, fuck? I was... And I never seen it. Um, didn't hear good things about it no. after it came out. Uh, and I don't feel like they should ever remake that movie. No. Um, that it's... I, I've always had this thing, especially when we were growing up, there was this just huge onslaught of remakes of movies that had come out. And now it's even worse because they'll remake or, well, they call it reboots. When they mm. do it within like a 10-year period, it's like a reboot. But uh, I always had this thing. I was like, why are you taking... Well, I get it now because it's about money. It's like, oh, if this IP made money before, we could do it again and make yeah. more money. But I was like, why... Do you take good movies and remake them into bad movies? What you should do is take bad movies with great concepts and remake those yeah, and make them better. For sure, um, that would be way cooler. But obviously, it's a it's a money thing. Um, so I don't think this movie should be remade. Would I watch a sequel with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it right now, where he wakes up and he's in Recall still, and they use a de aging computer to make him look young again? Oh shit. Uh, I think I might yeah. watch that movie oh, for sure. <laughs> I think I, I might watch that. I movie. would watch that because I watched the fucking remake with Colin Farrell. Yeah, and I got really high before it, and I'm glad I did because I fell asleep. Yeah, and I watched maybe ten minutes of it, fifteen minutes of it, and then just could not stop shitting all over it. No, no, <laughs> stupid, no, no, because they're on Mars in the movie, and then they go to Earth. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the other way around. What the? Okay. And then I woke up towards the end, and. I was like, fuck this movie. It's so stupid yeah. how how they're like, oh, we'll make this movie, but we'll change it up. But yeah. that really doesn't yeah. do anything for no. the movie. Like, switching the other way around, it really doesn't do anything. And actually, I don't know if you remember the plot of it. That doesn't quite make sense because the whole reason they go to Mars is because Del Hagen has a fucking whole monopoly on all the people living there. Yeah. And the way that they get free is that the Mars was once inhabited by aliens. Mm -hmm. Um, and they and they freeze the like ice caps underneath Mars and turn and they terraform it. Right. So, do you remember? I think Earth is like polluted, and then they clean the air or yeah, something? something like that. That's uh, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, whatever. And to think that Colin Farrell is the guy to even yeah be the lead. He he was he was he's not the. guy. I feel like he had a bad <laughs> agent maybe. Yeah, and they were kind of just. They didn't know his agent didn't know what they wanted him to be in and what they wanted him to do because um, he was he was trying to be this like a lister action star, which in another world I guess he could have been, but he just kept on picking bad project after bad project, yeah. and this was just another one of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, so like I said, a sequel where Quaid wakes up and he's still in Recall. Uh, I yeah. think I'd, I think I'd watch oh, yeah. that movie. Yeah. Um, a prequel where Quaid's an <laughs> asshole and he's a fucking bad guy. That'd be cool too. Um, and then like somebody fucking erases his memory and becomes mm -hmm. a good guy. Um, yeah. Uh, so that 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 question's answered. Um, trying to think if there's any question unanswerable questions that we can we can ask. Obviously, the one of is he still asleep? But I think we both feel the same way yeah. so about that one. One of my friends, because uh, when we'd be watching, we'd all have our take on what was what. And yeah. he used to always say that at the end of the movie, remember when that light comes on, that really bright white light? Where? Like when they're, when, like, um, once the trebinium has been released and then it has an, at an atmosphere again. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that movie ends and then like a really bright light opens up and then the movie ends. Yeah. It's just like he used to always say, it, "Dude, that's Quaid waking up." Like that's his eyes opening. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting, and that that makes a that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, I had never heard that take before. Mm -hmm. I never thought to think that because I had seen, I yeah, 
That's that's interesting. That's badass. It's another thing to think about. Now I'm gonna watch. But, but watch maybe maybe they do all of those things, contradicting things to to for it to. No, be like, I I think I think you're not supposed to. Know, yeah, I think there's like, supposed to be an o- an open discussion about yeah. the about the movie. Um, I think that's intentional for sure. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think we've run through just about everything on the movie. Talked about our favorite scenes. Oh, Johnny Cab. Oh, the Johnny Cab. Oh, I, I actually remembered that earlier, and I said I fucking hate Johnny Cab <laughs> so much. And there's this also this thing inside in sci-fi movies where there is like a android or like a fucking computer where hell of a day they're they're controlling it, and then they break it, and then kind of just use their fingers yeah. or their hands to, <laughs> to steer shit yeah. and I'm like dude that would never I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy the other day and there's a scene where there there's this like big space chase or whatever and Chris Pratt is in a mining car and then there's a spaceship and what he does is he breaks through the spaceship and then uses the mining car hands to steer the spaceship and I was like that just doesn't what? I know I'm watching a movie about a talking raccoon in space but that just doesn't <laughs> seem practical to me yeah. I don't know uh, but whatever. I feel like that that's a little bit of a science fiction trope that happens in a lot of stuff. Uh, but yeah, Johnny Cab, I fucking hate Johnny Cab. Uh, he's fucking annoying. His fucking eyes? He's yeah. Like, the door opened. You got in. <laughs> he's like looking around. So yeah, I think that's, that's Total Recall. We don't know what we're doing next yet. No. I don't think. So tune in um, next week, next Friday, and we'll have a brand new episode for you. Hopefully we'll have a preview out for you pretty soon we'll catch you next time guys what's up guys we hope you enjoyed that episode and i know we said we didn't know what episode we were going to be doing next but we took a poll out on our instagram and you guys decided that we're going to be doing tombstone so we're really excited about that so tune in next week for that episode also make sure to like and subscribe to us on spotify and please do the same on instagram you can find us at play it again man underscore pod also check out our tiktok if you're into that sort of thing at play it again man pod with underscores in between each word 